Oh, yeah, DJs. Takeover team about to take over. Casey, how the hell are you now? I'm good. You? Not so, but what are you staring at? Aaron. Casey, Casey, Casey. Do you remember what drawer the robot voices are in? I mean, we had them last time. So I know they're here because everyone loves those robot voices. I'm uh, not sure, Aaron. Hmm. You know what? I, I know where they are. I bet they're next to the bootleg all dressed. We snuck back in from Sudbury. Oh. Hi, awesome. Take over team. <laughs> ah, yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Be right back. So Aaron's pumped. Yep. She knows we aren't doing the robot thing till lag home next week. Yeah. Nope. How long has she been at it? No idea. Should we tell her? Nope. Not a chance. So what's his story? Been writing since I got here. Trace, how are you now? Uh, I, I need her around for couldn't do. How long Aaron been getting ready for the show? I uh, don't know. She was here when I got here. She must have been at it for a while. Look, Al said we're doing the show tonight. And Aaron, she's using all of her might. Well, there's no point in fretting. Yeah, so let's get to getting. Guys, I still have a limerick to write. Do you think he realizes that he just... Nope, not a chance. Should we tell him? Oh, Trace, that's such a good limerick. I really, really like that one. Wait, what? Okay, guys, I've got everything we might need, and I've got everything we might not need. I could go through it all, but I figured I'd just bring it anyway. So if we need it, we've got it. I'm so ready. You think the feather bow is too much? Trace, ready? Uh, as it turns out, it appears I am. boy. Awesome. Hit that button, Casey. We got a show to do. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means it's time once again to hang out at the produce stand, a podcast covering everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are plenty of other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this is the only one that calls up their listeners when they're feeling super soft and need to take a week off. I'm Casey, your takeover host, and joining me in the room, as always, is my psycho cat, but she's sleeping right now, and online is the rest of the Produce Stand podcast takeover team. Please join me in making some noise for Aaron, Trace, and Awesome. Wondrous! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we are the special guests this week, and I know for a fact that we're all good and ready to do our own recap of Letterkenny Season 11, but first... How are you now? In honor of Season 11, we're talking favorite chip flavors. Tonight's lineup is awesome, Aaron, Trace, and I'll take the last word. Uh, Awesome. How are you now? And what is your favorite chip flavor? Uh, I'm... Doing pretty good. I've been dog-sitting for my sister because one of her puppers had some pretty significant surgery last week, and he needs to not be itching his stitches. Mm. Um, but he's recovering, and he gets his stitches out either tomorrow or Monday, and he's doing pretty good for an old man. Um, my favorite chip flavor. 
I gotta go with salt and Vinny's mm. or else Doritos spicy nacho. Um, and when we were up there and we tried those tikka masala chips in Sudbury, oh, yeah. those were fire. Like if I could get those, I would just be shoveling them in by the handful. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you will next time. That's right. Aaron, how are you now? Oh, good. And you, that's bad. Um, I'm doing well. I, although I did, I threw my back out yesterday. That was real oh. fun. Uh, so Ouch. yeah, oh, no. literally been lying on my back all day long today to, you know, get ready and pump up for this. And, uh, I feel oh. good. Um, and I'm here and that's my exciting news. Um, oh, I also got really excited this week because my son, I uh, got a picture of him winning his first wrestling uh, match. And Ooh, I awesome. like he yeah. sent it to everybody. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at look at he won. He won. He won. Like he was losing. He's losing. And then um, he gets home and I, I tell him how how proud he should be of himself. And he's like, mom, mom, it was a forfeit. It's like, what's what's a forfeit? So apparently, uh he didn't have anybody to wrestle with. Uh, so, he, so he won by default. So wins a win. So. They don't ask how. They ask how many. That's, that's right. Take gotta, the dub, count, son. Count Take the dub. W's. Count those W's. That's fantastic. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, so very proud. Uh, anyway, so favorite chip flavor. I got to agree with Awesome on this one. Uh, salt and vinegar. Uh, but I have to say how, and I know we talked about this a little bit after our, our blueberry crew, but how important chips were in our entire outing, the amount of pictures I have of like the stands in the grocery stores and the gas stations of chips is way more than any picture I took of myself there. And, uh, I'm very proud of that fact. I, I do love a good ketchup chip. Those are fantastic. And I just had of Costco size bag full of Miss Vicky's spicy dill pickle chips that we like just finished. Those are outstanding. So Ew, I can't nice. just pick one. Oh, boy. Wow. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank can't you. Eat just one. You can't pick just one. No, I know. <laughs> it's impossible. They're all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Trace, how are you now? Uh, good. And you. Not so bad. Um, favorite chip. Week- oh, I'll get there. oh, and your favorite oh. week. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to make it. Uh, this week was uh, good. Uh, had an interesting thing happen Saturday. I was going out to uh, meet with some friends for a friend's birthday, and uh, I get to the particular bar, and of course they're carding when you walk in, and I give my ID to the gentleman at the door, and he's a man who's taking his job quite seriously, <laughs> and he looks at it. And he hands it back and he goes, let me see that one more time. And he, I give it back to him and he says, your license is expired. And sure oh. enough, I look and my license is expired and it has been for the past eight months. Oh boy. <laughs> so I couldn't go in the bar cause it wasn't a valid ID. I had to call all my friends and we decided to move the, the, the festivities to a place with far more lax <laughs> ID procedures. And what, what's I, the address? Sorry. <laughs> And then, uh, today I got online and renewed my license and, uh, just knocked on wood that I hadn't been pulled over or arrested or otherwise in the past eight months. So 
take that dub keep an eye on your expiration date kids it'll sneak up on you and you'll sneak way past it uh as far as my favorite chip goes um ruffles makes one called a queso chip that's very good uh i'll never say no to a barbecue and it's mm-hmm. various centuries. My son procured uh, a couple of bags of ruffles all dressed from <gasps> the, uh, I don't know, someplace that hawks Canadian swag. And I really, really, really like those. <laughs> those are really, really good. Uh, so it, it is my, and it is my current favorite right now as, a, as an all dressed. Yeah. Look at that. I know, right? Perfect. That sounds delicious. Oh. How about hey, you, Case? Case? How's your yeah. week been? Uh, good and you, not so bad. Um, things <laughs> are interesting in my life right now. Um, I am experiencing opportunities for growth in my job. Um, my therapist and I talked about that today. Um, things are rough at work right now um, on an international scale. Is, is what I'll say. And if you're interested to know more about that, you can join the after party. Um, that's, I'm not bringing work home. So no. that, that sucks, but it's cool because I still love what I do. And I got to interact with students in a deeper way this semester. So like the peer educator group is doubled. <laughs> um, and so I have six amazing young women who I get to, um, learn from and mentor to become facilitators of this ethical reasoning program that I'm part of. And we just hired a student social media representative. Hi, Kitty. Um, And she's amazing. And she's a junior and she's going to help me um, sort of help, you know, support the social media because that's a whole job. Um, So it's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of other stuff that comes with it. Um, This is, I was grateful to be able to do this tonight. My favorite chip is that tiki masala chip. I can't get my mind off of you. Um, I am normally a salt and vinegar chip girl, but since I've returned stateside from Sudbury, I, there's been no other chip for me. Um, Casey, go back to change woman. Yeah, no, that's a moment in time, like a marker in my palate when life changed. Never be the same again. So no. we'll have to, I'll meet you at the border. That's pretty damn deep case. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're talking about of demarcation in my flavor palette. Masala. Um, I am just really glad that we're together and I'm glad that we're able to do this. And I'm looking forward to talking about season 11, but I feel under caffeinated. So let's hear from our sponsor. Scene. Al has Casey and Aaron working on a new Diabolical Coffee ad. We join them right before the recording begins. Hey, Aaron, this is so great. It's time for a new Diabolical Coffee ad. And I thought, hey, who's going to bring the energy like Aaron, right? Hmm. So how have you been? What's been going on? Truth, Casey. I've been seeking truth. Like a port in the storm, comfort in the chaos, meditating on the struggle against the existential forces that man faces in its quest to bring good to a world gone bad. Hey, 
Uh, so let's uh, give it a try. You, you ready? Casey, who among us is ever truly ready? So, yeah, so uh, Diabolical Coffee Ad, take one. Hey, everybody, it's TPSD Jen and Takeover team member Aaron. OMG, guys, let's talk about coffee. Hang on. No, let's talk about Diabolical Coffee, proud sponsor of the produce stand, like, forever. And seriously, it's so, 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 so good. Like, devilishly good. They literally have a roast for all tastes. Every single one. They've got coarse grind. They've got standard grind to help with your daily grind. Oh, oh! do you guys like grinding your own coffee? I love grinding my own coffee because they have whole bean too. And if you need it fast, they've got K-cups. And guys, I even have espresso. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You guys want 20% off like everything in the store? 20% off the coffee, 20% off the diabolically awesome swag. It's so easy. All you got to do is use the promo code produce stand and done. Oh, guys, thanks so much to Diabolical Coffee and to Eric for your support. You're like the best. And cut. That's the one, Aaron. That was perfect. We reach perfection and then we stop seeking. So was it really perfect? Yep. Uh, thanks again, Aaron. Uh, we'll see you in the after party. You, you take care, okay? That's all we can do, Case. That is all we can do. Fucking crushed it. <laughs> One take, Aaron. Oh, that was so fucking good. It's just like it sounded in my head. Yep. Oh, God. I made one mistake. What? I did. I, yeah, I, I don't think you guys could tell. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Okay. Previously on Letter Kenny. Last week, Dean and Tiara from the How Are Now podcast joined out Tanya and Victor to give us all their take on season 11 and handled Victor brilliantly, if I do say so myself. So this week, the team is taking a break and letting the takeover team give their own review. Uh, and here we are. Welcome. That's a generous assessment. Well, yes. but, but let me tell you, friends, I did, I did watch it once and I have... And I, I am actually very disappointed. I have 64 thoughts. You think that I could have probably pushed it about five more. <sighs> but oh, yeah. I've got thoughts. I'm excited that you have 64 thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. If we behave, I'll get to all of them. Okay. We'll, yeah. That's, awesome. We're going to ask. So. Um, so are we going to do the whole season all at once? Or are we going to do episode by episode and everybody gives a thought? Let's, let's do episode by episode, man. I mean, yeah. Episode one. All right. Okay. Chips. 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 I really enjoyed chips. It feels, it, it felt very much like a return to series one. I liked the absurdity. I liked the high concept. Um, my first and biggest impression when I initially watched the episode was um, hi I'm Linda Hunt and welcome to Commonwealth Club uh, but that note seems to not have hit for everyone um, is Linda Hunt related to Mike Hunt sorry 
<laughs> yep. That's her brother-in-law. Yep. Her brother-in-law. I don't even know what that is. Apologies to you and your family. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh wow! Oh, Aaron, bringing the spice tonight. Fucking a twenty percent. Twenty (laughs) percent. Fucking that falling down water you got there is potent. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the whole concept of like a fishbowl discussion was new to me. Um. And really, it just seemed like a panel because I didn't notice the um speakers rotating in and out and it was it was really just like more like there are these prominent citizens in the town and they're having a debate that just happens to be in an open forum um but again i like that kind of thing i listen to that kind of thing recreationally in case you can't tell uh (laughs) npr nerd confirmed um fan clubs yeah you earned that badge yeah i give to kqad annually so like I got the stupid oh. tote bag and everything. Nice. Uh, yeah, I liked chips. I thought it was hilarious. And I especially loved that super, super sweet moment between Wayne and Katie, where he like goes over to her and he asks mm-hmm. her and he like makes sure that she's sure several times. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he like gets all vulnerable and shit in public about like they were having a hard time on the farm. Mm-hmm that was a hard moment for him to share for sure i was and like wayne has been more vulnerable in like the last fuck like ever since series eight you know Mm. like he's willing to be vulnerable in public with other people there and everything and that's like a huge step for him um so yeah i loved the episode and anybody who doesn't is wrong and we got beef oh boy it's coming <laughs> uh-oh aaron you're up yeah okay so so i'm gonna remind you again these are thoughts that i just wrote down and i'm just gonna read them because okay. why not okay number one omg this is happening <laughs> really read it a little differently <laughs> OMG, this is happening. New episode makes the new opening slide that much more exciting. Big smiles. Literally, that's what I wrote, you guys. <laughs> Great classic opening and hilarious. Feel of the first season. Oh, who the fuck I was writing this to? <laughs> You're writing it for posterity. You're writing yeah. it for yeah. yourself. This is, like, this is like my journaling right here. Um, number three, <laughs> flashbacks of chip aisle at Shoppers. The pictures I took purchased ketchup chips right off the bat. All dressed good, but shocked me because I didn't know all those flavors were coming at me. Number four, dudes in the back are mimicking sex. Number five, (laughs) 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 love the passion and stories for chips. Number six, more background dudes. Wow. On the graphics of the magazine. I think I'm talking about Glenn's magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, Love the fishbowl scene. Seems like our peace circle and Socratic seminar put together. That's my classroom. Uh, stuff that we do uh mm-hmm. gail doing a great job leading uh oh a hand on dairy's knee wayne's hand on dairy's knee I, I i noted that um i wonder what job katie had when um we had to take what a sweet brother as always 
I'd love to try the Caesar flavored chips and oh, shout out to Michelle because she did get us those and um, I didn't see them. I am so sorry. Uh, next time. Uh, I had 9A or 9, yeah. Sweet moments with Rosie and Wayne. Rosie's getting more time on screen and lines and opinions. Um, 9B, is Victor going to say there's no cold open? And that's how I ended that. <laughs> I'll do that. I, I loved it. I mean, I, I, I've shared this before and after parties, but I just, Jared Kiso really can do no wrong. I, I, when I fall in love with the show, it's just, it's all in, you know, the good, the the ugly, the whatever. Like I, I just, I, I was like ear to ear smile this, this whole episode. And that's my story. Trace. God, I wish I had a list. Um, <laughs> I think I think uh, uh, awesome hit the nail on the head with one word, and that it was absurd. And I love absurd humor, and this was the pinnacle of absurd humor. I mean, yes, it's about chips, and that's awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, but I mean, just the depth and. Uh, logic and thought put into these arguments it just amps up the absurdity to the nth degree uh the fishbowl scene was the culmination of the build-up and it was it did not disappoint uh i know they said it on the podcast but uh bonnie mcmurray is the perfect bookend of the entire episode mm-hmm. that pops the bubble of the absurdity yeah and <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Um, the the whole the whole thing was good. The interplay was good. It reestablished, you know, the the depth of the relationships between everybody. Uh, in case you didn't remember, or you know, for even newcomers, you know, it's you, stage. It yeah. established, yeah, establishes the closeness of these people and all that oh. stuff. And uh, I thought it was a good episode, and Victor can eat it. <laughs> Victor, yeah. you know Bonnie playing the only sane man and coming in and right. like just really bringing everything back to reality a little bit was just the perfect button on that oh, episode. It was great, looking fantastic, if right? I may say so. Holding excellent chips, Bonnie no, McMurray. No business looking that good. She is all of us. Um, I agree with all three of you. Uh, Jared can do no wrong, in my opinion. Um, Awesome. You are hitting the nail on the head. And I think it's like, I think I'm playing too much Pokemon right now. Um, Mm. But it's like he's sort of leveling Wayne up, if I may appeal to the gamer in all of us, like Mm -hmm. doubling down on his vulnerability in a way that we haven't seen in a while. But I would say that even like it's different than then that vulnerability there's something there's something different here um and i i don't know what if you if you agree or not but it's it makes me feel like there's more coming in Mm. in 12 i don't know we talk about like the long game with jared across seasons Mm -hmm. right yeah it's thoughtful everything's thoughtful and intentional Mm-hmm. And all the sluts confirmed. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Every yeah. slut that we that the the pod talked to confirmed. Everything that we've knew we knew about Jared is confirmed. Yeah. So well, not everything. Hey, well, 
Hey oh. <laughs> okay. Um, episode two. <laughs> episode two. That's right. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> oh Koya. Oh Koya. Okay. So as somebody who came up and cut my teeth on Agatha Christie and Dorothy Sayers mm-hmm. and um uh, Sherlock Holmes, and I've always loved murder mysteries. I I love the genre. It is a very particular art form, and has a very particular sensibility. So, seeing my favorite funny man lampoon that and just really hit all the absurd points that the genre depends on really tickled my funny bone. Like, I love the heightened recreations of the scene. I love the way the background music, I swear to God, I've heard that track on fucking Midsummer Murders. Mm. Um, I love the way the chewing of the scenery, the way everybody just goes ham mm. on the recreations in the church. Mm-hmm. I love rolled with his stupid <laughs> box sound effects oh, <laughs> oh and then the b plot um mm. with wayne and dan and the guys um i don't actually have any objection to that um and in fact the one thing that i do take issue with is people leveling criticism at wayne and dan for poking at the delivery guys because First of all, it's not like we don't know the Hicks's stance on labor. Like, we've been new since Series Mm -hmm. 7. And, like, frankly, even before that, these are guys that work hard and they take their jobs very seriously. Mm -hmm. So you got these lackadaisical-ass delivery guys. They rock up fucking late. They don't put the furniture together well. And they give lip, and it's like, what? Don't fucking do a a half-ass job, and then like give me lip. Don't sass me like that. And Wayne still tipped them, and then did their job for them better than they could. (laughs) They deserved. Like seriously, so like get off his dick, every one of you. Should be so lucky. Well, I'm. I'm not on his dick. Um, if I was, I, I would never get off it. <laughs> hey, <Hey-o. laughs> um, All right. So episode, episode two thoughts. Um, okay. Is this the one that we saw in Letterkenny Live? It must be. It's too familiar. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. These are conscious thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, love, the cold this, open. love the stylized shots here. Super different from past episodes. More Glenn. Love it. And the bestie stuff. Hilarious. Uh, love the murder mystery vibes. Uh, Wayne harassing the Ikea type dudes is hilarious. Uh, Stuart coming in like a detective may get annoying, but we will see it out. Uh, stud finder. <laughs> Point that over here. See if it breaks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I wrote that one down. That was mm-hmm. a great one. <laughs> mm-hmm. break, uh, break that fucking thing. Is that what he said? What he mm-hmm. said? Yeah, don't point that thing over here. It'll break off. <laughs> break, break the fuck up. Uh, uh, Coach, <laughs> um, Coach was actually funny in this scene. I don't remember which scene it was, but dude, dude made me laugh. Um, always tip your server. 
what are they going to do with this dresser? Uh, then Stuart did it funny, but wants attention. No better role for him than this. Um, and then I also said more good rosy content. I feel like that was like the the theme that I noticed the first couple episodes. Um, I loved it. I mean, yeah, I love a good murder mystery and there's something for some reason, my husband has this, I don't know, formula or whatever it is like to figure out like who did it. And he taught me it essentially when we first, when we were starting to date. And now I literally can't watch a show and like not know who did it except for this one. I had no idea. Like I literally just like went along, enjoyed the ride. So um, really, you didn't see that one coming, you know? No. Yeah. Shame me, please. Uh, I, I had no idea. If that's no, your I, kink. Yeah. Well, but you know, I got, I got a soft spot. Oh, you do. I do love that man. And that is coming up later. Awesome. Cause uh, someone's got to be the victor here. Uh-oh. All right. That's my story. Trace. Uh, this uh, this one snuck into my top five, and mm-hmm. I, I've, hearing everybody else, I've come to the conclusion I'm alone on that fucking island. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, <laughs> Casey's just validating you right now. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but I knew uh, that about you. Oh, I could uh, like in one of your early posts about it. I knew yeah. I was like, mm, this is Trace's like number. Like I knew it was hit you. I want to hear. I don't think it. I don't think it. Uh, it top Baki Beach, but I think it might be playing it too. Right. Uh, want to give a shout out to my writing partner Liz. This uh, was her episode, and she did this such a baller move of that weekend after recording. She took a picture at IKEA and posted (laughs) on the DM group, and I thought that's That's so cool. Um, boss babe. I I loved it from a, a cinematic standpoint. Mm-hmm. For a lot, the the jokes were great. the The plotting was beautiful. I mean, the entire thing in the church is just a brilliant end joke to uh, all of you know Agatha Christie and like mysteries in general. Well, and um, Chesterton really too, because um, Father Brown was a Catholic priest. There you go. Indeed. And uh, I love that, but. Uh, between uh billy butchery and, and the camera guys and uh the editor i presume it was drew they earned their they earned their paycheck on this one this was this was it was beautiful the the back and forth between the black and white and the color and these you know the stylized way of shooting it it clearly delineated you know the flashback in the present and or the recreation in the present um but it was from a technical standpoint, it was, uh, you know, chef's freaking kiss. It was amazing. Mm. Um, Trace is getting I, too messant. As we speak, mm. as we speak, don't look. Um, the, uh, but everything in it was uh, great. Uh, my only take is uh, whatever awesome. I mean, they, they were a tad dickish, but. Uh, as far as IKEA furniture goes, you're only going to put it together so well with its existing hardware. So everybody goes back and reinforces IKEA furniture. I feel there's a piece of it too where you know these these were my initial thoughts, and I, I don't know if I said it earlier. Some of them did change in this episode. It was interesting listening to them talk about how 
rude they were. And I didn't, I didn't see it as rude. I, I just saw it as comedy um, when I first watched it. Um, but I, I totally. I will say this much: the delivery guys seemed to get what was happening to them between yeah. the the you know the banter and the lip. The guys were okay. We're doing this, cool, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't. They they did not seem to take it personally. And no, they they played along. Yeah, I mean, and and in a sense is of not giving lip. That's customer service, you know. Being in my business, the guy wants to yell and scream at somebody. Fuck ever, as long as you buy the crap, I don't give a shit. You can yell and scream at me all you want. Right. I had a recent experience with Okoya. Oh mm-hmm. Um, going wink, on wink. a a two uh pa- since the pandemic, they first disappointed me. I had my first on the porch moment with Okoya in the pandemic when I wanted to get desks for my sons because we were about to homeschool. It was 2020 and I had just recently divorced. So it was an interesting time to be locked down. And Mm. I thought, oh, well, Ikea, they just ship. This is what they do. They ship things. You know, you can order things. You can go pick it up. They so this is what happens. They have contracted delivery companies, and the the logistics between the two organizations don't jive up. So those guys, the Okoya guys that show up, they get it all the time, but it's not their problem because Okoya and their top company are contracted to do stuff. So the delivery company was in Maryland, and they're like, "We don't deliver to you," but they kept sending me texts that my delivery date was like three days from now and then it would get pushed. It it was a mess. It went on for like months. So what happens is when that gets screwed up, the delivery people take the heat first. So they're used to it is, is part of what happens. Like I didn't, I couldn't get in touch with them. So what Mm -hmm. you're saying is getting let down sucks, but getting let down by the Swedish really sucks. They have a way of doing it. That is artful. Um, no. <laughs> I just, it's, it's, it. it's a talent. It's an art. I'm saying it's an art form, um, because I still want their stuff. Yeah. Like I try, I went for it again and it was the same problem again. And I thought, mm, I thought you would have sorted it out by now. It's three years later. Surely you figured out delivery. Mm-mm. So anyway, mm-hmm. Wayne and, um, Squirrely Dan were my knights in shining armor in this episode. And that's all I have to say about that. There we go. Uh, Lost dog. Awesome. So learning that Glenn of all people is an expert in tracking (laughs) down (laughs) dogs is just like, what, what prompted you to acquire this skill and knowledge and continually practice it like i'm just i'm so confused um the his little presentation board that he put together was fucking hilarious like if you pause Mm -hmm. on that and just read all the stuff on there Mm -hmm. it is ridiculous um and then the big standout thing for me in this episode was 
Glenn and Wayne having a conversation and then Rosie and Katie having the identical conversation and their their responses being identical to yeah. the point where they sub out one for the other you know both of both parties like Rosie and Glenn being on the same page and then Katie and Wayne being on the same page and just the bouncing back and forth while they're having parallel conversations while they're walking parallel tracks Mm-hmm. towards their ultimate objective <clears throat> and then the when they stop in front of the field and Wayne goes look horses i died like that, that can was this a, man be more autistic please that was that was, that was killer that was so yeah. killer. like it's great hilarious and then of course um, you got Dan and Ellen and their interplay and Ellen reading the tea leaves, which is hilarious. It's a fun party <laughs> trick. Um, yeah. And rolled like so over identifying with the dog and being lost. And then Stuart even getting it. Stuart's very rarely like emotionally vulnerable like that. You know, he puts up such a front, such a front. Um but he is he's super invested in the well-being of that dog to the point where he even goes out to the dick farm to you know companies dan and they make sure that they're okay um it's just hilarious to me but yeah i i really like lost dog and of course it sets up the arc for the rest of the series Mm. Yeah. yeah It does. All right. Here are my episode three thoughts. Ahaha. Avi is back. I don't know any of these players, but darn, that's impressive that they memorized their lines. Also, this cold open is too long. <laughs> oh, dude. Feedback. Yikes. Thibodeau lost his dog. This guy's a douche. Hearing <laughs> <laughs> it. Calling like she sees it. Right. Right. Dan. Dan stating behind our... our Oh, I don't even know what this is. Dan standing behind with the skids is an interesting pair. It feels like they're trying to do the office thing of like unlikely duos. Um, Rosie and Glenn saying the exact same thing. I, awesome. I had the same thought. Yeah. Uh, saying the exact same things cuts perfectly to the other person answering in kind, interesting filmmaking and editing. So shout out to Buttree and, and everyone, anyone who who edited this show, fantastic. That was Drew McLeod. It was, was Drew. It was Drew on this episode. I found my notes. Hashtag, took, not a list, but I found my notes. Hashtag yeah. Billy and Drew for life. Yeah, Billy and uh, Drew for life. Love it. Billy mm-hmm. and Drew, uh, 1,000 years. Right? Yeah. You guys. I <laughs> um, uh, love, oh, this also, I love this. Um, I love that the boys chose hockey over their snipes. They should have been there 10 minutes early. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Douchebags. Yes. Too. Thank you. Uh, snipes did it dirty, but good for them. Shorzy's there. How, like, how is it from summer break? Had to be for before uh, season one timeline. I know this was like all, all the rage um, in the, in the discord and, and after party. Uh Anik back at the bar, but she is on the news again. Must be before she had that job and needed some money. Uh, okay. Leave dairy alone, Anik. Uh, Anik. Uh, hello, dicks. Another one where Jared is listening. Not a whole episode. A quick dick in and out. Still very fun. 
<laughs> Found the dog uh, and deserves to stay with the ones that will love him. Good boy. Good boy. Um, such a boat. Uh, I want to just touch on the the Jared listening. I I feel like this is another theme and I'll, I'll bring it up just in my last thoughts too. just, but I feel like, you know, with the tour that he had last summer, I'm sure he had to hear or at least see some sort of um, whatever was being said. And I felt like he really took feedback in for this season. I just noticed a lot of things like, um, you know, Rosie having a little bit more uh, say in things, um, you know, like the dicks being, you know, a little in and out. Uh, but uh, yeah, those are my episode three thoughts. Y'all. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that is like Aaron, these, every time we come to you, it's like the most stream of conscious brilliance I've ever heard. It's, it's like, I appreciate that the brilliance. <laughs> I appreciate brilliance is on there and not psychotic. No, 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 no. It's like, wow. It's like watching somebody's brain work. <laughs> uh, on this episode, uh, I, my biggest takeaway from this episode is, and I think this finally puts to bed the, a lot of the rosy, uh, Mary Fred uh, debate is, mm-hmm. you know, Rosie's, I mean, people forget she's, she goes all the way back to season two. Mm-hmm. And my biggest takeaway on this one was, I, awesome, we'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but she really was one of the, the linchpin center pivots characters on this one i mean kind of mm-hmm. took the lead mm-hmm. uh wayne was you know wayne was cool wayne was off with a little bit of the you know the snide asides and look horses uh and was just there for almost like color he was there of course because he's wayne and he's going to but you know it, it was like rosie and glenn were like this the center point that mm-hmm. the action happened around and it was cool to see that you know, it's like the incorporation of Rosie as an integral piece is complete. And I like that because I like Rosie. Well, I want to piggyback off that for a second. One of the things that I've noticed, especially in contrast to Murray Fred, is that Rosie actually spends time with the other Hicks apart from wayne because those are her friends too like Mm -hmm. she has her own relationships with her family Mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah she has her own relationships with each of them like she um dairy dan and katie and she spends time with them without you know also spending time with wayne because She's not spending time with Wayne just trying to fuck, which is what Murray Fred did. Oh, so. fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. fuck. And going back to that, the thing I like about this, and it, it's kind of counterintuitive when you first think about it, but uh, Wayne and Rosie being together is not really a thing anymore. It just is, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. they don't, I mean, it's not even that huge of a plot device anymore. It's, 
You know, mm-hmm. that's Wayne. That's Rosie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're together. Cool. Let's 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 do some cool Letterkenny shit mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, early on. Of course, there was episodes that hinged on them being apart and working their way back together mm-hmm. and being apart and working their way back to it. Now it's just, you know, that's Katie. That's Wayne's sister. That's Rosie. That's Wayne's girlfriend. You know, that's Derry. That's Wayne's best friend. You know, it's just. It's just yet another relationship that is a given and you don't really think about it, which is great because, you know, it, it codifies the incorporation of Rosie as mm-hmm. an integral piece of the letter. Kenny family. Part of yeah. The it's a hell of a callback too, right? Like Rosie leaving to go oh, to yeah. the city mm-hmm. to work with dogs. You're a hell of a girl, Rosie. Yeah, right. You're a hell of a gal. Yeah. Now Weird. she's back, Great fucking now, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and she's tracking this dog just as good as good old fucking Glenn is. <laughs> like this, oh. he leapt into my top five. Yeah. Can, can we talk for a second about how like transported Glenn was when Wayne called him? Good oh, buddy, yeah. Oh. No, I had that in my notes. Yes, I, I want ha- to talk about it. Okay, I want to talk about Saturday. it real good. Wait a minute. Good buddy. I just have good buddy. And Rosie, so my notes from this scene are um, Wayne's face when Glenn says his name, exclamation point. Um, The uh, foreshadowing the dicks uh, and Rosie backing up Glenn and good buddy. Like Mm -hmm. you could feel it in his loins. Oh, yeah. Like he was just physically like he reached Nirvana, right? That was his face was like a rectus of ecstasy. And like Jacob Tierney, like, dude, stop stealing all the scenes. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, come on. Like, I've said before, we don't on talk this, about him enough. Yeah, no, we don't. I've said before on the show that there is not a single foreshadow that Jared Kizo and Jacob Tierney have not worked overtime to turn into a five shadow. And Absolutely. that continues to hold true with the fucking tea leaves thing. Oh God. Yeah. Right. That was Jeez. so clever. Yes. Yeah. Ke- I wrote Kiso can do no wrong. <laughs> that was part of my notes for the scene. It's is, that, is that part of your notes for every single fucking episode? No, just this episode. This episode to me was brilliant. Mm. Like Squirrely's name. That whole, like when he answers the phone, <laughs> there's Squirrely this whole, Daniels. it's not my name. And then he's like, Squirrely, Squirrely Daniels, Daniels. Phone. <laughs> Squirrely Daniels speaking. <laughs> it's like K-Trap's brilliance. <laughs> that went through the roof. And the cinematography in that moment, that was like Halloween episode. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, the, the spinning static shot. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a good shot. I, I This was my episode. I got to do this episode. So I don't want to, mm-hmm. I could go on and on about this. So I'm going to check the gate on my mouth and move us on to <laughs> nudes. nudes. Episode four. I have significantly fewer notes on this. They stop. So, okay. Right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Take it. So. Like. One of the teasers that was released by, I don't know, Crave or Hulu, one of them, was um, 
Rosie sat in front of the produce stand right next to Katie going vigilante justice. Mm -hmm. And by the way, like peach emoji, sweat drops emoji, drunk face emoji, all of that. Um, And watching Rosie and Katie, you know, round up body, put the boys in their place, say, no, we got this. You Mm -hmm. off you fuck. Mm hmm just really, really cements the dynamic between the genders as we see them on Letterkenny. And that is the women run this show. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're content to let everyone think Wayne is the leader of the Hicks. But when it comes down to it, Katie's the one in charge. And Katie is also, you know, happy to share power with Rosie. Like, they are on an equal footing there. And then, you know, recruiting Bonnie and her having the same kind of attitude, leak a pick, lose your dick. This was really one of those, like, social messages Mm -hmm. that the show will occasionally try to put out there. Like, no, 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 no. Here's what the white hats in this show are saying. The white hat, that means we're the good guys. This is what you should be doing. Um, I appreciate that message. And... uh, the thing I take issue with is a lot of people have the criticism about, well, Katie shouldn't be mad at Pete if Gail wasn't mad. I mean, first of all, Gail even said that she was going to piss in his drink. And secondly, <laughs> okay, confirm. if Jive and fucking Pete will do that to Gail, That's that right. means he will do it to anyone, anyone. even someone who would not be okay with it someone who would in fact could potentially be quite harmed by it Mm -hmm. the point was he did not ask for her permission first he just Mm -hmm. did it and that there is the problem and that there is the thing that needs to be punished yeah so yeah kick him in the junk that is the least of what he deserves dick and you know, who doesn't and love also, watching Katie hoof somebody? Right? And also, so the series, or episode three, Lost Dog sets up the Jive and Pete storyline, right? It mentions him being a DJ. So we're bring, we're calling all the way back to series three and four with that one, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we're reestablishing the fact that Jive and fucking Pete is a fucking DJ. And then... We see him doing some degen shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that just escalates that arc, that next step. Absolutely. And then he gets some comeuppance. There you go, Victor. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we go on. Some comeuppance. <laughs> comeuppance is fucking pants. No. Katie's foot come up his fucking crack. Yeah. Oh. spitting the truth. Oh. Fuck. Okay. S- settle down. Right. 20%. Um, no, yes, that's all of that. This is a big episode, Aaron. I yeah, I've got lots of lots of thoughts here. Uh yeah, the the Italians with narrow urethros, Miss Letter Kenny Live. Yep. Exclamation mark. Y'all. Why am I saying y'all a lot? I don't know. It's all that gin. It's all Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Chance. Uh Love the description. New travels through town. Have a feeling Gail is okay with it. Avi again. Why on earth would he be okay with any of this? 
I didn't get that at the beginning with the the drug dealing. Um, feels early season season ish. Uh, no, I think I wrote that wrong. Feels early like um. Oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, like going through all the groups, questioning like Dick slip out. So like it feels like it's just like back to the olden days. Mm. Um, well, so it feels like an earlier season, not like it should be yes. earlier in the season. There we go. That's mm. what I was saying. Thank okay. you, Austin. Appreciate you backing me up. Now, I was clarifying Blood. for myself. That was a purely selfish ask. No, it was I well clarified. It. it was well clarified. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it because I didn't even know what the fuck I wrote there. Um, no, she <laughs> nailed you. you. She nailed it. She nailed me. Hey. 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 Um, would have followed the same progression. I think I said like just the way that they, the people that they, they asked first. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here's my, here's my thought here. Stuart still loves Katie. Mm. She is end game for him, but not for her. Mm. Love oh, the drug yeah. dealer story as a semi shipper and love that rolled helped him get there. So because mm-hmm. he, he said that, like, because Katie said that he was his first drug dealer, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason why he was able to admit that that weed was a drug. That like there is love still for Katie there. So that I'm sure you have thoughts. I will concede that there is affection. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, I think Stuart and Gay are end game. Yeah. No, that's true. They that that is true. Yes, um, I, I'll concede to that. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. And no, what was the gay oh sex. yeah? Um, it's the best uh, sex. <laughs> Stewart is sex. into like <laughs> breath play, canning confirmed, right? Mm-hmm. And, and fish. And gay sex. And gay sex. And gay sex. <laughs> yeah. Sex, no, sex, I just sex, I love like Katie discharge, had her entire hand around Stewart's throat and he's all like uh, tighter. Yeah, yeah. He's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gay gay's gay's the one for him. <sighs> oh yeah. Um, she was uh, in all that BDSM see. shit. Yoop. Um, uh, somewhere in here, Alexander returns and is given plenty of screen time. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, Dickens was a shock hot tubbing, no longer with Gail, but a gentleman sort of because he was going hot tubbing with the McMurrays. Shocked, <laughs> but I don't know him, so I get it. So should have got in the, their hot tub attire. Um, or I should have got it with their hot tub attire. Anyone else thinking he was going to pull a Michaels when he was swaying back and forth? <laughs> oh, fucking. And especially after what we learned about him in series nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, why the heck is Avi agreeing to this? Just <laughs> weed seems super illegal for him to consider. Well, Avi's cousin, getting, you know, right. Oh, he's getting some kickback. I get it. Interesting. Of course, Gail sent the pictures. Free advertising. Ha <laughs> ha. and Pete don't know what's coming for him. Box shop point, Katie. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I want no box, but whatever. Oh, uh, just as a button on all of that, I want it noted here and now that Dan Harush is giving co-credit with Kiso for writing this yeah, episode. That was so. great. That was great. Nice. Um, starting to hate following Aaron. I'm sorry. <laughs> this shit always sucks. Uh, no, it does not. Uh, th- I like this episode. It was good. Uh, probably my favorite was the the Avi stuff. Uh, and I don't know. Seeing as we got, you know, Aaron and Awesome here. Where does 
you know, member of the Beastie Boys rank in the pantheon of <laughs> the mob. It depends. It really depends. Mm-hmm. Which Beastie oh, Boy? Stop till Brooklyn. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, sleep till oh. Brooklyn. Yeah, I fucked that one up. Brooklyn. What else yeah. he said? It's all right, Aaron. It was a sabotage. I'm not going to stop until Brooklyn, though. Y'all, it's a sabotage. My kids like uh, intergalactic. Oh, planetary. Intergalactic fucks severely. My boys love that song. Oh, it's a great song. We rock that song almost weekly. I'm sure can, I will fuck that one up, Can I confess what a nerd I am right now? <laughs> Please. When, when Sabotage went way back Listen, in all y'all. 2009, when oh. the new Star Trek reboot came out and they had Sabotage mm-hmm. in that scene with little babby Jim Kirk driving the car off the cliff, yep. I lost my entire fucking mind. Yep. Okay. Oh. They were like busting up in the cinema. Everybody was singing along. It was hilarious. Beastie Boys. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, no, I thought it was a I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, Great. I thought it was funny. Addressed a lot of things that you know they felt like they wanted to say, and they said it well. And it, uh, if I could just listen to Avi make up, uh, you know, names for Rold and. Stewart all day long, I'd be a happy man. Oh, he oh, did that yeah. well. So well. Sir Patrick yeah. Stewart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get me out of this, Casey. No, this is um, I I did not do my homework on this one. So I watched this once, but I got really distracted by episode three. And so you got I, distracted by the D. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Shorzy, the Shorzy okay. thing got oh, to me. The, yeah. the hair shake got to me. Do you know how many times I rewound that scene? I was like, mm, I should just rewatch Shorzy, but I really like that. I just no. like that. It's that little bit. Did you cap um, it and loop it? That's no, no, but it needs to be a gif. Jif. I'll it. gif it for Man. you. Do not say gif. I will not gif. gif it for you if you say gif. Gif. I call it a gif. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Oh, whatever you yes. want to call it. Yes, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, silent. It's an if. I remember. I remember thinking, "Fuck yeah, Gail." Also, mm-hmm. "Fuck you, dude." And nice shot, Katie. All of the things mm-hmm. that you guys said. Yeah. Um, the what was the cold open for this one? Was this the cold open? Was this was was Italians have narrow urethras? Yeah, yeah. That and, felt and the very president bird it felt very like when Derry and Wayne were um, sitting out back and they found the weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that That's how that scene felt to me. Um, well, I the, really like that. It's shot in the same location. Yeah. Right. So that makes sense. Anyway. Um, yeah. Did. Brilliance. I totally agree with everything that you all have said. Um, episode five, Influenza. Oh, yeah. I got some words for this. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. Awesome. Take it away. I can't even. Okay. Awesome. I also despise influenzas. I think mm-hmm. we that's pretty safe for all of us to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a safe space. They're just so fucking annoying. Um, and again this is one of those like social message episodes i kind of feel like Mm -hmm. um in that those the the outsiders coming in are willing to exploit the people there as long as it is convenient for them 
and then the second something else comes along that's newer they drop everything like a hot potato and fuck off to the next thing um the whole thing with the uh that guy story well thread it's not really a storyline it's a, a theme mm-hmm. um that's where this one's that's where it starts is in this episode and yeah well there's no there's nothing wrong with like having a personal aesthetic or a personal philosophy that you become associated with in your social circle um it can be taken to extremes and when it is it is genuinely annoying and when you like make one thing your entire identity like just go outside touch grass touch ass like smoke grass touch ass talk to other people let the sun heal you you know um so i don't particularly have a problem with that uh and then getting that tattooed on me somewhere i love it smoke grass touch ass and talk to other people you gotta you gotta quote awesome though let the sun heal you (laughs) let Let the the sun sun heal you for real spend some time on the ground yeah, quit yeah. being so chronically online. And I say this as somebody who is definitely chronic. chronic. Like literally <laughs> chronically online. No, but I think it's like I take the grass now sometimes instead. Like I don't walk the same path every day, but right. I'm sort of tired of stomping concrete. Yeah. And so when I'm walking from the parking deck across the street to the quad, I will step off the path and take like a meander on the grass on the way to my office. Like the old song says, stop and smell the roses, right? Like you have to take time out to actually experience the environment around you. I have Um, some pretty amazing pictures, actually. Um, Nice. But yeah, anyway. You're meandering in the grass? Um, And then I'm trying to think of what the beeline for this story was. Um, um, we got, um, I got Alexander here, the Olympian, uh, coach, 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 right. Coach the, taking the over. No silvers. No silver. Right. Yeah. No silver. Now, Tessa. okay. It is no secret Tessa. that coach is not my favorite. This is true. Facts. Um, so uh, seeing him get punked like that was wee. so fucking hilarious. Also, like my <laughs> little kink. heart. My little heart goes pitter patter for Marianne every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Let's get at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let nice. me get at her. Fucking hey, at <laughs> just Salguero at me. Ew. Um, wow. Ah. So yeah, there um, that is. Whoa. <laughs> I felt All right. That. I have fanny Ep- flowers. Episode five thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Aaron. Yes, you. Wow, Bonnie growed up looking for dudes. <laughs> oh, I did. I love that so good. Fuck boy, fuck boy, fuck. How does Wayne know what a fuck boy is, and what is his like personal criteria for what qualifies? I think if Bonnie says it, he can confirm. Mm-hmm. I think he just can confirm for Bonnie. Like he's right. just a. Fr- he's like, and I saw that as a moment of like reflection. I don't even think he cared if they were or not. If she said like right. She wasn't asking him. She was she asking was, him to confirm that shit. And he was can, just like, trust yourself. That's what I confirm. That. See, I don't know. I was thinking like, deep? 
<gasps> he's had he's had like Katie like uh go through like the um what's it taxonomy of fuckboys for him and like mm-hmm. learn him a thing. Yeah. That, yes, and yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with teaching a dude. Mm-hmm. Alexander is back exclamation mark. Oh, Derry, stop now. Oh no. <laughs> Damn, Alexander, you lean into him hard. Love it all. Um, wish I didn't watch the previews. I wonder what Pete is up to. So, like, this is where I was like, I know Pete was gonna fuck up somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. w- like when was it gonna be? Um, and then is he really looking for work? And didn't both Wayne and Derry use ginger and boots to fight glass houses? So, like, this is where like Wayne and Derry were like saying like he's hanging out with like the undesirables. Y'all can correct me with the correct words because brain's not functioning right now. The degens. Yeah, but like they fucking use ginger and boots to fight for their yeah. fucking shit. So like I said, they've used ginger and boots against the degens. So one yeah. assumes that at some point the ginger boots have done something to further um what's the opposite of degenerate um, their fucking status? Yeah, or I was thinking, what's the opposite of ingratiate? But yeah, something yeah, like that. that is. Um, so I thought the degens, uh, I thought it was the degens on the property starting trouble. Oh, these people are everywhere talking about the influences. Mm-hmm. Murder Barn gets fifty. McMurray's are going to call her. Why did they? Why did she give him the card? Ha ha! Influenza, same thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like that Katie keeps trying um let's see here love that love the playing ball nod they worked well i don't even know what the fuck that is um i love oh i love oh the playing ball how they threw the love to betty ann like mm-hmm. that was cool uh coach what the fuck that can't be right they wouldn't want to do that um uh, bench them seriously dog please go no kidding it was a joke um <laughs> not my favorite episode, but still new and different. Included a variety of characters. Not entirely sure what both McMurray's would want to do. Um, would do that to Katie. So this is where I was like, I don't, yeah, I was like, I don't know if McMurray's would like want to play that with Katie, but I guess they would. Um, looked up Donegal, knew that it was an Irish city, also down the street from Listowell. I don't know what the fuck this was. This is a bunch of random ass shit. Sorry, Trace. <laughs> Fucking mm-hmm. your turn. Oh, um, uh, I thought this one uh, was good. I mean, uh, awesome said it. I, I, the whole concept of influenzas or influencers or whatever is so abhorrent. It's, it's, it's like a hustle, hustling the zeitgeist to fucking one's own end. And I mean, yes, there are, you know, like y'all guys are, you know, somebody will go in and trade social media you know, awareness for somebody's free, free shit. And that concept just irks the dog shit out of me. Like, hey, if you give me this, I'll mention you on my Twitter. Um, with Hold on. Case. Yeah. They, you are sharing your sound. So when you play oh, something, I'm sorry. I thought I pressed stop. My bad. Sorry. It's all I'm good. Ready. Trace, go for it. You got a soundtrack. You're editing while I talk? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
No, she's just looking for. <laughs> no, she's giving you a. She's giving you a rock and sound. I was track. pumping you up, dude. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, get pumped. Uh, I like that. Uh, my takeaway: of this episode will never not be. Uh, Alexander's tour de force in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, was he was so the good. Most magnificent yeah. thing I've owned that. So I never good. thought he would top uh, the the Buck and Doe speech, mm-hmm. but he did. He did. That, yeah, no I, one does more with less than Alexander. I don't usually give shout outs because I get nervous just with celebrities, but I've I shouted out to him and I got a like from him, and that was the best fucking part of my day. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. literally, I was like, dude, that guy. Just late. Slade. Jeff is such a great guy. Yeah. I bet. And he worked hard. Yeah. That was sure you guys' cue to go, oh, he's a real great fucking guy. Stayed in he's a really fucking great guy. Awesome. There you go. Mm. Yeah, he worked hard to keep his his episodes in the bracket. And I've, I'll never, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll yeah, never he not did. respect that. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was so cool. Uh, Shout out to Jeff. Mm. that's alexander 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 that's all i got mm-hmm. yeah same yeah. can confirm um, i i was cheering like i don't often have like audible reactions yeah. to television shows but when he, alexander leaned in i was like yes i i thought it was like a football game i was right. so committed and into watching him in that scene um it was it was art um, it was a home run. It was a home run. Um, it was, it yeah. was a touchdown. It was. It was that. That would have been number one. I would yeah. have voted for it. Yeah, it's an excellent. Just t- mm-hmm. Jared can do no wrong. Okay. Yeah. Six episode six. Six 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 six. six. Discharge. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, that I'm never like that's now gonna be what I say from now on. Like that's just 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 I like, fucking change your text tone. I yeah. like the sex. That's Put gonna that's board. gonna be when you call me awesome. That's be <laughs> oh my <room>. god. <laughs> call her every fucking day. Yeah, call me like at like at, at 69 o'clock. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, I will set my DJ. alarm to text you. <laughs> like okay, at work. DJs. Awesome. So finally, the culmination of the entire series, right? Yeah. We've seen Drive and Pete go from being acknowledged as still being a fucking Mm DGEN. We see him being a DGEN. We see him come hat in hand, saying that he's going to turn over a new leaf. And then the very next episode, what do we find but that he hasn't actually changed anything. and they're still coming hats and hands <clears throat> yeah <laughs> and like okay so first of all i want to talk a wee, little wee bit about the cold open mm-hmm. um yes. people on the reddit were convinced that this conversation w- that wayne Derry and Dan had about how much they love hack and darts means that Wayne has lung cancer. It's a stretch. And I'm like, take your shit, gather it all together in the middle of the room, get it together, pick it up and take it and go to archive of our own 
where it belongs. See, people because, don't understand well, that is consent it, anymore. Well, I mean, okay, look, if you want to do a deep reading into things, if you want to, like, take inspiration from this and run on your own with it, that's fine. That's great. But those two things are not equivalent. They are not interchangeable. If, if you want to go do, like, a really sad angst fic with major character death warning tags, what? just acknowledge that that's what you're doing. You are writing a fan fiction. And it is loosely inspired by the episode, but it is not, there is no textual support for that interpretation. Do you know I hate the internet sometimes? I love you, internet. Yeah. I love you, internet. But The I internet is for porn, is what I've heard. I've heard it does that, that well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, so like, if you want to do a deep dive on an episode or whatever yeah fine but actually engage with the text that is actually there don't make up some fanfic and engage with that and then claim it's supported by the show because it ain't listen up At that's that my point, fucking soapbox auntie is spoken on a dart drawing a target around it auntie yeah. has spoken auntie has spoken you deserve so, a you deserve a dart yeah, Thank you do. You. I do, but I don't smoke inside because I'm Good not for that you. kind of an asshole. That's right. Look at you. Hell yeah, fuck so, yeah. Um, moving on to the body of the episode. Oh, and um, there was something that tied into the cold open was when Wayne went and got his eye exam. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, give me the bad news first. And the, um, the girl says, well, you're yeah, dying. And he says, I'll get my affairs in order. That was apparently all they needed put together with the conversation with the about the darts to take off running. And I'm like, okay, go nuts, but just realize what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> oh, but yeah, no, that was just like I'd get a second banter. opinion. That DJs. was just that that was just a joke. She's just engaging mm -hmm. in some like very typical dark so humor, like if. It's not that the degens from the internet, or it's not the degens from upcountry. It's the degens from internet, the internet. Correct. Yeah, it's the degens from the internet. Right. Um, and like, mm -hmm. I would have a conversation like that, and it's just small talk. It is just small talk. It's funny, and yeah, yeah it's a little dark because you're dying. Okay, yeah, but everyone's dying, everything all the time. So, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then uh, the whole the future's bright jokes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people took that to mean that the show is ending. And I just want to put it out right now. <laughs> Series 12 is in the can. <gasps> right. They yes. have a lease. Yeah, they filmed it in September last mm -hmm. year. I know, awesome. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be the the internet reaction. Oh yeah, okay. Thank you. I I'm, I, end scene. End scene for me. She is the personification of the internet. The in I am the internet play. right now. I want to kiss you on the and mouth. Play in the internet, Aaron. And I'm kissing you, awesome. I want to pay to see that. <laughs> the pay Case, to see I'll the internet. <laughs> Thank you, Auntie. Okay, so yeah, no, like I. Uh, so yeah, series twelve is in the can, and they have a lease on the Capriol Arena for another three fucking years. And they did that whole um, New Metric won an award mm. from uh, some Canadian film 
organization, and they said that they have plans for more Letterkenny, more Shorzy, a spinoff, more merch, and more live shows. Can I get so- a hell yeah, fuck yeah! <gasps> Hell yeah, fuck yeah. I can't wait. I'm so getting the VIP package next time. These three are acting like this is like bulk buy in Sudbury. Oh, you know, you have no idea. I did actually kiss Casey on the mouth at Mm -hmm. at Bulk Barn. We heard. (laughs) Next time you'll be there. I kiss my boys on the mouth. I kiss people I love on the mouth. It's a very cultural Italian thing, honestly. Like I grew up kissing my family on the mouth. No, but I'm saying that's where that's where I experienced it. When I moved south, people don't do that down south. It's weird, isn't it? Real weird. It's real weird. It's very. um, I don't know. You do you, boo. I know, but that means I reserve the right to limit whose mouth I kiss. Because if well, you're gonna be like that, an awesome mouth is a kissable mouth. It's an awesome mouth. Thank mm-hmm. you. I put I wear chapstick. <laughs> yep. Um, Can confirm. Take care of that shit. But awesome. yeah, so stay hydrated. It's only I am. I, I'm I'm two thirds of a way through a bottle of wine. I'm very hydrated. This is going right off the rails. Yeah, as it's back to the episode. Mm -hmm. My big thing with so they do the recap of all the different ways that Jiven's been a DJ in episode five, and then they do it again in episode six just to like re emphasize that point. Mm -hmm. And then they show us a montage. Of driving being a DJ on the farm. Right. You know, and they list out all the things that he's done. And every single one of them is a fireable offense. And yet Wayne has not fired him. And then Wayne takes the care and the time to say that he doesn't like to kick a man when he's down. He wants, he reaffirms that he wants to help driving fucking pete and he pardon he talks to driving while he's there he's like look it mightn't be a bad idea for you to take some time and sort your shit out like i'm giving you this opportunity space to think please take Mm -hmm. it this is Um, the most vulnerable right mm -hmm. yeah because he's like he has admitted yeah. that he's invested in this. Yeah. Um, and then Jiven accuses Wayne of trying to fire him, and Wayne's like, "I'm not. Did I say I was firing you? Those words never came out of my mouth. Don't put them in there, right? Like I did not say that. So don't act like I'm trying to get around you somehow. I mm-hmm. said what I said, and I meant what I said." You know, so then Jiven storms off in a huff get with his, you know, Fifi's all herded. And then instead of like acting like what? an adult and trying to work things out, he lashes out by trying to so- social disharmony. You know, he goes around town fucking up and trying to stir shit up and turn people against Wayne, who I want to emphasize at this point again is the guy who has been trying to help him out the most. And so, brief tangent, 
the toughest guy in Letterkenny is not just an empty title. Okay. It's not a brag. It is a right. job. Right. It is Wayne's job. And it comes with responsibilities, right? Like people bring him their problems that no one else in town can or will solve. And they bring them to Wayne because he's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Mm -hmm. That's the responsibility. He looks to the edges in his town. He fills in the cracks so that people don't fall through them. What episode was the episode where you first mentioned this? I have I have thought this since like series one. I I distinctly remember you early on talking this. Yeah, I, I think it it was right after episode six dropped, and um, like somebody in the Discord was saying something, and I'm like, no, 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 let me set the record straight. Um. So that is the social function that Wayne serves in Letterkenny, right? He's, he looks out for everyone. He fills in the cracks so people don't fall through them. It's a job. Those are the responsibilities. And for Wayne, those responsibilities are the reward in and of themselves. Like, that's why that's one of the reasons why he's so adamant about maintaining that title. Hmm. And so when the Skids and the McMurrays come to him and report on what Jivin's been doing, that is them appealing to Wayne to do his fucking job. And Wayne is responsible not just as the toughest guy in Letterkenny, but as the man who employed Jivin fucking Pete in the first place and tried to bring him back into the fold and tried to reintegrate him into their society. It is Wayne's responsibility to clean up Jivin's fucking mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sucks. So, it's the sucky part. It is. is it, why the bitch ends the way it ends. Yeah. So when Wayne Wayne even tries to find a third way again by right. going to Jive and Pete's house right. by himself right. and saying you this Wayne doesn't issue threats. He no. is the threat. <laughs> it's like, so it's it's like what you want people to how you want people to solve problems is with yeah. their words. Right. Well, and he goes right. to Pete. And he's like, you can start walking this way or running the other. And he's had it. like, so what are you going to do? Beat me up? And he's like, no, look, if you want to run away and embarrass yourself and for all these people, yep. that's on you. And that'll be fine for me. And if Jive and Pete had come to Wayne right. and owned his shit right. and got square, <gasps> he wouldn't have laid a hand on him. Oh, this is a social issue, people. Yes, this is a social issue episode. This is a um, symptom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, like, if, if Jivin had just Hear taken this. his, if Jivin had just taken his beating, he would have been square. If he had taken responsibility, he would have been square. You know, if he had, like, shown himself for what he is, he would have been square. And Every single one of those options would have been okay with Wayne. That would have been a resolution for him. Mm -hmm. But instead, Jiving Pete tries to turn the situation around and blame Wayne Place the blame, for yeah. his problems. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, Jiving is just doing what addicts do. There is a reason why one of the 12 steps is make amends. 
you have to own your shit and you have to make some move towards reparation. Well, and if- it's not just that, too. I literally am just having these conversations with my kids. Like, yeah. you have to, well, like, so at it's 10, a skill. right? Oh, it's a skill. Own your shit. Adults, I have this. Like, own your shit, adults. Yeah, I have this conversation every day. Conflict resolution is a Mm -hmm. humongous part of my day. You know, be respectful, responsible, and safe. Those are our three big rules. Like, but but also that's right. Talk about your feelings. Share how you feel the situation went, and then they can share how they feel the situation went. Like it it is. It's all about respectful conflict. Conflict resolution. Honestly, yeah, all of that is a skill, and it needs to be taught. Mm -hmm. Um. And one of the things is like you have to teach people how to repair things. People are gonna fuck up. That's just human nature. People are gonna make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. You have to have the skills in place to make good. And even if you can't completely fix it, you have to acknowledge what you've done you have to acknowledge how you've harmed someone else and you have to like change your fucking behavior those are the three building blocks of an actual apology and anything less is just fucking words and anyone can say it yeah Mm. but it doesn't change anything yeah unless you actually has to change yeah Yeah. so jive and pete doesn't change his behavior learning it's all about learning experiences and growing and this was one, mm-hmm. but then Jive was it. like, yeah. Wayne and he tried it. to, he tried to show him the way out. And Jive and Pete just was not ready to accept that kind of help. The help that he, by the way, asked for. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. So like when, when Pete when says, why don't you go get all your friends and come back here? Wayne's like, if that's what it takes. If that is what it takes to get through to you, then I will do it. Yeah. So Wayne goes and gets his posse and comes back and teaches Jiven the hard lesson that he was trying to avoid. Yep. Like throughout the entire series, Wayne has been trying to lift Pete up out of this shit. And Pete's just been digging himself further down because apparently he has not hit fucking rock bottom yet. Oh, it's coming, probably. I, you know, it is what it is. And whether they pick up on that thread or no, I mean, I think they will. I, I'm assuming obviously. there will be redemption, is my hope. I, I don't, again, there everything's will be something. Everything will be something. Yeah, yeah, there will be something. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, the, the people who are saying that this fight was unnecessary and avoidable no it wasn't Mm-mm. wayne Mm-mm. had two responsibilities yeah. and they were kind of in conflict but in the end the only available way forward the only way forward was through mm-hmm. and he had to go through this both of them had to go through this to further their stories and further their development yeah so no, it wasn't unnecessary. It it was very necessary, and it that conflict is a message in and of itself. And I just, of course, fucking Wayne would not be in the mood to party after that. It was, it was his job, and it was a very unpleasant job. 
It was a job that he spent a lot of time fucking avoiding because he didn't want to do it. So, of course, he's not going to want to go to the bar and party it up. And, of course, the people closest to him are going to want to, you know, support him and be with him and commiserate with him. We haven't even talked about those DGENs yet. Yeah, no, right. we haven't. But Aaron, I, I, go or, ahead. what were you saying? Awesome. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just I looking at the times. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, I've talked way too long already. Please, Aaron, take it away. All right. I don't have actually very many thoughts on this. Uh, I had fun scene with Dart Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Jive and P was going to do something, but what? Um, late to job, clearly. Um, and then also being uh, under the influence. Um, talking crap about Wayne, but here here's the thing that never ends well um fun episode not as big as a of a smackdown as dirks dirks um but still nice that they got together and take care of business nice you guys i teach first grade tcb (laughs) all right that's what i have it's been fun you guys trace um on this uh, particular one, I <clears throat> listen to what Awesome says. The thing is that it takes me back is every time I watch this episode, uh, more and more I get the the sense of the whole thing is just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I mean, at first you think, uh, you know, Pete's being a dick. Wayne takes care of business, and you know orders restored and all that stuff. But the whole thing is, you know, watching Wayne's conflict and watching, you know, Pete deflect blame and, you know, shift it back on someone else. I mean, the whole thing is just utterly heartbreaking to watch for all parties involved. And, and to what, uh, awesome was saying, uh, the fight was necessary, but what the takeaway I get at the end of it all is the fight was necessary but I think even Wayne realized it's probably ultimately fruitless. Mm-hmm. I mean, this ain't the first yeah. time he's whipped Javin Pete's ass. Probably won't be the last time he whips Javin Pete's ass. But no, I mean, but he's sad because that guy used to be his friend. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But, but, but it also comes back down to the whole, you know, I don't even, I think Wayne was like, I went over there. I took my boys. We whipped some ass. We cleaned house. We walked away. And I, I think he's, a lot of his thinking was probably, I don't think that actually did a damn bit of good when I think about it. When it was all said and done, I mean, and, th- and that that in and of itself is heartbreaking too. It's like Wayne's, it's almost like Wayne's run out of things to do now to help yeah, Pete. He's, he's I mean, not in control of that situation. He's very used to being in control of whatever situation. Right. Um. But when when you deal with somebody like that, you can't you have to relinquish control. You can't make someone get sober. You can't get sober for them. They have to do the work. Yeah, it's not just that, though. So I'm kind of experiencing that out of a sober, not sober context. So without saying too much, there's definitely um, like dynamics, right? And how people value and weigh 
the way they choose to live. I see a lot of my ethical reasoning work in this episode. Yeah. I love how this episode is crafted. I love um, the visuals are art. Um, I can't remember who edited this one. I don't know if it was Drew. I'll look it up. Billy should Um, get all the awards for this one. Oh, yeah. The night lighting. The range of the whole season is brilliant. But that last shot at the produce stand is heart wrenching. Trace, you nailed it. Um, yeah, it, it it has the air of like Pete was kind of doomed by the narrative. It has this air of inevitability mm-hmm. and that in and of itself is tragic. Mm. Oh, and I wanted to say one more thing. Um, there is an old car commercial. I think it was for a VW Jetta that had um, the car driving along. Um, a road somewhere in NorCal amongst the sequoias, whatever, and the moon was out and it was full and it was set to Nick Drake's Pink Moon. And like, I remember that, that one. yeah, and that fucking that commercial won awards because it was so beautiful. And that was the vibe that that whole last scene had. And it was gorgeous. Oh, so yeah. It said Mike T. King is the first assistant editor. Mm. there's a there's a handful of matt matt it's not matt ellis no matty ellis good ideas ellis is um part of the production design and set Mm -hmm. yeah production design um i can't think of his name so many crew members that we need to thank for these things but um i Mm -hmm. believe we should probably wrap up yeah this episode yeah serious final thoughts final thoughts yeah that sounds good Please stop saying that this series is over. It's not. Um, (laughs) And and like, okay, Trace, you asked me weeks and weeks and weeks ago about the machete order that I had for series one and would I do it for 11? And um, at the time, I said no, because like, I feel like this series works as it is. but, you know, in the light of the fact that so many people have so adamantly refused to get their heads around even basic story points, I decided to revisit the question. Um, and so for context, uh, my proposed machete order for series one is St. Perfect's Day, episode one, episode two, episode four, then go back to three, then five and six. And so in a similar vein, my proposed order for series 11 is episode three, Lost Dog, episode one, Chips, episode four, Nudes, episode two, Okoya, and then episode five, Influenzas, and then episode six, Degens. Okay. Um, The reason why I declined to do it earlier is because when i reorder series one it's because i believe it serves the story as much as the audience um and i feel genuinely like series 11 did not need that because the story is fine as it is um but because so many people were having such a hard time with getting it like i guess i don't know maybe that makes it easier because it's one of the big complaints was that the first two episodes were not connected to the last four. 
Um, one of them was that they they all felt very empty, like they weren't really about anything. They weren't driving anything forward. So I guess there it is. That's my final thoughts. Aaron? Um, I just want to share that, yes, I have written all my shit down, but everybody else has not. So I need to give mad props to all y'all because you've been doing this on the fly. Balls to the wall. Appreciate you. Me anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I didn't have any notes either. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like you guys are, didn't have balls either. <laughs> hey, I got big brass ones. Yeah, right? yeah, oh, she boy. fucking does. I've fucking seen them. Um, <laughs> okay, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yo. Um, so here's here are my th- serious thoughts after reviewing it once. Um, it seems like Jared is really listening to feedback from all fans and podcasts. Again, I'm repeating information. Saw Rosie in a much more romantic and sweet light with more dialogue, more Glenn, more Alexander, bits of dick slip in and then slip out again. Katie was tough with a capital T. The hockey boys are growing a bit. Um, Skids are still skids, but Rold continues to be the voice of reason. Um, Overall, a fantastic season just felt like older seasons sprinkled in with new things. And then they hit a lot of the catchphrases and brought out the scenes uh, from Letter Kenny Live, which made the fans feel really special. Mm-hmm. Um, this, scene, this season was really full of humor and fun of full moments and cool to like see back on. I, I wrote like to see the back of Shorzy's head again. Um, and I love that that was consistent through Letter Kenny. Um, and I just have to say that whatever comes up next or in the next few moments, I am a card carrying member and a board member of the uh, Victor fan club. I appreciate you all TPS uh, cast members. Um, and I thank you guys for the opportunity. I love you all. Mm. Case. Uh, this season, I like this season because and I could be wrong, but I believe that this season is kind of a point of order to where the show has kind of shifted mm-hmm. to where Letterkenny itself is the star. The the interplay between all the people. Nostalgia can help you remember ads. Okay, and <laughs> the uh, sorry, not Casey. <laughs> that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, where I mean, it's less about the Hicks interaction with the various factions, and it you know we've all discussed it moving that way into the sense of uh, the the coming closer as a community, and I believe that the community has become the focus and the center of the show, and that. It's all for the better. I mean, there's going to be people that resist change no matter what. There's going to be people that just aren't going to get it no matter willfully or just don't get it. But (laughs) I like it. And uh, this season, this season was a good one. Yeah, I agree with all three y'all. I adore this group of people. I think the work that they are able to do together to craft this 
universe, um, these stories, these people that I've never lived with. And yet I feel really familiar about, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm not Canadian, but everybody's Canadian in Letterkenny. It feels like there's a passionate feeling towards, right? Like there's, there's, there should be anyway. I'm a Canada fan now. Like it's not that I had any sort of real aversions. I've had some friends who did yoga in Toronto that I was connected on social in the before times with. Um, but like now I've been, and that's crazy to say, and it's, you know, you people (laughs) have been part of my life now. Like you people, like you're my people. You guys are my tribe. I kind of, I miss you guys a lot. Awesome. Said it in the discord. Like, yeah, yeah, auntie. Yeah. Mots. Um, so yeah, I just, I think it's a privilege to get to fill in for Al and Tanya and Matt and Victor. And I love that. I feel like we're part of this too. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that also might be intentional. Um, when you think about how accessible, um, the entire crew have been, I mean, can I just say, like, Billy Buttery sat on my lap. Yeah. Right? I, that man is, that man. I, I love I, his wife. My God. Not only him, right, like, not only him, oh, but God. his wife. Like, they, they open so up their charming. hearts. Yeah, They dude. open up their yes. hearts and love and minds to fans. We're, we're, we're fans yeah. of a show. I, I, yeah. I. But then, like, Max he, at the barn. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, Max! How warm and freaking mm, awesome is he? Like Dolo and Goody, I'm coming for you on Saturday. Do not. Oh, Aaron, can you just like pictures? Yeah, Chad and I are gonna are gonna are gonna represent. Can you yeah, just plug him in shit. the eye for me? Anything for you? Just give yourself a nice long look for the both of us. <laughs> I bet she smells real good too, like deer heart and shit. Sorry, Andrew, if you're listening. Caribou, caribou, yeah, fuck. Shit, porcupine. Okay, slip and slide over here. With that, we're gonna move on and say that's it for us now. I'm gonna behave. Um, song I wanted to play. You're gonna behave, but the the uh, audio won't. Oh no. I was trying to get it was a song from episode three, but I failed. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. You got it. It And you're gonna edit this a little bit, right? So (sighs) Yeah, but I don't know if it's gonna be tonight. Like it's late and I have to work tomorrow and work is really hard right now. Um to be party. Here, we'll do this one. It's been fun, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. See y'all at the Ag Hall. So that's all for us. Um, This song here is by Rex called Life and Death. It's from season 11, episode three. Uh, Episode six. Sorry, DJs. Next week, the TPS crew returns for our season 11 Ag Hall. I hope you'll join us next Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, a ring up. If you use the code PRODUCESTANDPOD, um, you will get 20% off any purchase from their site. 
They're at diabolicalcoffee.com. Like to support the podcast, rate them on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. Um, there's a Patreon link. I always screw that up on their website, on the Discord, or their Twitter profile at Produce Stand Pod. They're also on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok if you're still there at Produce Stand Pod. Thank you so much for joining us. Now we're off to the after party and we're going to sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the DMD gens. On behalf of Awesome, Aaron, Trace, myself, and the whole TPS crew in the universe, thanks for listening and have a great week. Life.